And we are live on the Red Pill News for you. I marked myself safe from the red wave. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had some scuba gear out and some stuff just in case. Although, as we talked about here, right here on this show, you know that I had no faith in any kind of wave. And I just thought it was going to be real super tight, like super tight. And it, it's been... And I'll, I'll tell you why. Not because the Democrats don't stink, not because of the, the terrible policies they've engaged in and all the, the things and stress, all the crap people have to go through, the violence in the streets and all that on top of that. Not because of that. Not even because of any of that. You know what it is? It's because the Republicans are a fragmented party. They are just chippered into pieces, man. And none of them can get together on anything. Uh, none of them stick up for each other, really. You really, you don't, you know, did you see the big echelon, uh, the top dogs in the Republican Party, the big names out there campaigning for people, going to the battleground states, standing with people? Obama did it for the Democrats. Bill Clinton did it for the Democrats. They put Hillary Clinton uh, in a closet. So she wouldn't, so she couldn't do <laughs> Nobody wanted to be seen with her, you know, so they, they knew enough to keep the toxic parts away, right? But it's unfortunate that the Republicans are are like that, and I think they have to go through a transformation, you know, uh, and they they really need new blood <clears throat> that's going to be have those nice conservative roots, but not be like totally, you know, uh, uh, so far out there where you don't want to reach across the aisle. You can't, you know, the extremism doesn't work, no matter what side, it doesn't work. But <laughs> All the people say there's gonna be a red wave. You know, we did an election show. We, me, Joe Montaldo, and Jay McNicholas. You know, we do a show every Friday, and uh, and then we were on there for like six hours. It was really like, you know, how you you kind of tune into the big game, and and you know, you think that it's gonna be kind of an ass kicking going on, something exciting. And it turns out it's just a stagnant type of, of push and pull. And it's more aggravating than, than than exciting, you know. So so still, I mean, things are up in the air. <clears throat> There's a runoff in, in Georgia. So the Senate and I guess the House is still up for grabs. And, you know, if the Republicans can, can gain power there, it's not going to be any kind of huge win. It'll be a win, but not the win that they were boasting about what they expected. I'll tell you about expectations, man. They suck, you know, and the best thing to do is not have them. Don't have those expectations. It doesn't do you any good. It does you a disservice to have these expectations about really about most things, you know, I mean, you're going to be unhappy <laughs> if you have lots of them. So whatever, here we are, here we are. And it's been, you know, I try to avoid it. Right, even though I talk politics sometimes, well, most of the time, and uh, you know, we, we do the election show and stuff like that. I, I try to avoid the days before election day because it gets obsessive compulsive with the ads and, and the attacks, and it's so negative and heavy. You know, there's no gonna work together for future goals, and you know, uh, you want evolvement of people, evolvement of places, and then I drive around and I see. You know, people not living so well. I see people living terrible in some places. You go down to New York City or the Bronx or Queens or any of those places. You see exactly how people are living, you know. And then, you know, the people who represent them are Democrats. You know, so, and then they can't talk because that's what they've got. So unless you fix the system, you know, I mean, anybody can say anything they want. They can blame, play the blame game. Most of these people want to get into these offices, so... They could do a cash grab and, and make themselves wealthy. I mean, that's that's really what I've seen. I haven't seen these politicians walk away from office with nothing or less than nothing. They've always walked away with quite a bit. You know, some of them walk away with hundreds of millions of dollars like the Obamas. You know, so it, it really comes down to uh, the battle of corruption versus your rights. Your rights. Yeah. So whatever. This one gets in, that one gets in. I didn't like that Dr. Oz anyway. I think he's another one who's fundamentally unlikable. He's like a, a male version of Hillary Clinton. You know, the guy is just a carpetbagger, moved into the state just, just to run, 
you know, he's a, a television person and all that. Whatever, man. I don't watch the guy's show. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything what he does. I just know him by the name Dr. Oz. That's it. And then uh, he didn't even start coming up into the race in, uh, until, until very late when it came to numbers. And then, of course, like I said before, there was no nobody coming out really to join hands and bring things together. That, that unity of the Republican Party, you, you just don't have it. Then you have Trump uh, up there in the bleachers with a bullhorn, you know, uh, screaming the top of his lungs about, you know, DeSantis, you better watch out and whatever. And he's just he's just so so negative and divisive. And I think that people just don't want that. You know, he he thinks that he's got this huge following and he does, but it's not the type of following that you want. You know what I mean? You, you and you want you want the next president to be able to handle problems, to be there for people, be realistic and and handle it as it comes along. Right, not and not somebody who's like just functioning from ego. Uh, you know, a little ego you need, a lot of ego. Oh, you don't need that, man. And you see what it it, what it led to. And with Trump, I, I still reflect back to Mike Pence. He was a, a good and loyal servant <laughs> to to the Trump Empire, and he just cut his head off just like that and threw threw him under the bus, endangered his life with this whack type of talk and behavior. So not fitting of a president. That type of behavior, that type of talk. He's no, he's no uh, a warrior, you know. He's a, a businessman who likes to make deals. Who definitely high on his ego. Then he's like blaming his wife about the Doctor Oz thing because he he threw his weight behind Doctor Oz, and then you know she's the one who convinced him. Pff, whatever, she should divorce him. <laughs> you know, just go at this point. Take your money and leave. All right, find something better. There's a lot better. There's a lot better. You know what I mean? In fact, I'm available, Melania, <laughs> in, case, in case you need me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm the uh, antithesis of a Trump. <laughs> so so whatever. Good for bad. I'm saying this guy's got no friends. You know, Trump buys his friends. He buys the people around him. One day they're saying great stuff about him. Then he screws them over. Then they're out there writing books and how, how he's the devil and all sorts of stuff. So whatever, man. I think there's good and bad you can say in a lot of people. I know about Trump's behavior, and, and uh, I know a few stories that you might find endearing, and I know a few stories that you're going to say he's terrible, he's evil, like like the shenanigans he played with the tenants of these buildings that he took over on the west side, and then you know forcing those people out, using a goon squad, allowing homeless people to go into the hallways and pee and, and defecate and whatever. That might be okay in San Francisco. But in New York, people don't like people don't like that type of stuff, you know. I mean, beyond he shut the water off, shut the heat off, and whatever. I don't know the the guy. He's just uh, that. That's what he does, and that's not the person you need representing you. I like some of his policies. They they you know they moved right right along and everything was good. I didn't like listening to him though. I got to the point real quick where I couldn't listen to Trump anymore, and then I couldn't listen to anybody talking about him either. <laughs> A whole media that talked about Trump. Uh, anyway, so, but no matter anymore. Now we're going to talk, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about King Charles. <laughs> King Charles. Uh, I like King Charles. No, I don't. <laughs> what's like? What's to like about him? I don't know. I, I, you know, he's not my king. You're not my king. <laughs> so... I like this story in particular because it's it's real. You know what? It's real. It's tangible. You can uh, you can sink your teeth into it. All right. So, a man has been arrested after eggs were thrown at king and queen consort during a visit to York. So the guy chucked eggs at him in York. In York, queen consort. This just sounds like such. And then, like, doesn't sound like you know, queen, queen consort. You're so lesser than less, lesser more than others, but lesser than less of others. Yes, yes. So a protester was restrained by the police as crowds gathered at the Micklegate Bar, the traditional royal entrance into the city, to greet the couple. 
that's the King Charles and the Queen Consort. The 23rd-year-old was heard to shout, This country was built on the blood of slaves! And, <laughs> and then he was restrained. The man, a University of York student, was held on suspicion of public order offense and remains in custody. The people in the crowd started chanting, God save the king! <laughs> God save the king! Oh my God, he's under attack of eggs. God save the king. And shame on you. They're yelling at the demonstrator. <laughs> the incident occurred on the second day of an official royal visit to Yorkshire, which, uh, which the king and queen consort later traveled to Doncaster. The university said it was appalled. Oh! by the images, and would be reviewing the incident in line with its misconduct procedures. The royal couple were being welcomed by the city leaders in York, where several eggs were thrown at them as the protester booed the pair. Boo! You know what? That's kind of a talent to be able to boo and throw an egg. You kind of get your, get your timing, you know, because a lot of people can boo. That boo mess you up. Boo! You know what I mean? Boo! Like, you kind of have to throw the egg on the boo. <laughs> you know? Boo, yeah, man. Boo, boo. I got you. I got you, Charles. Charles continued shaking hands with dignitaries, including the Lord Mayor, as the eggs flew in his direction, <laughs> pausing briefly to look at the crack shells on the ground. Oh, my God. He didn't even know what the hell was going on. My God, someone broke an egg here. <laughs> you think it was someone's breakfast? <laughs> the eggs missed the king and queen consort as they were it's not bad for him too because if they're together they have to say queen consort so i mean you're kind of lesser of a king if you're hanging out with a queen consort i think in my opinion my humble opinion several officers were seen restraining a man on the ground behind temporary fencing set up for the king's visit Witnesses, uh, witness Kim Oldfield, owner of the Blossom Street Gallery, said she was standing in the doorway of her shop, enjoying the couple's arrival when she heard some booing and eggs flying. How do you hear eggs fly? <laughs> what what sound does it make when an egg flies? Is it is it a fluttery, fluttery type of sound? We have eggs here in America too. They don't make a noise when you throw them. They're they're excellent at being silent. Excellent. They don't make a noise until they impact, man. That splat. You know what I mean? I glanced across and saw the police just descended on the barrier and tried to drag this chap over the top. <laughs> About five eggs he's managed. <laughs> yeah, I love the English. <laughs> About five eggs he's managed. Camilla sort of flinched a little bit when booing started, but the police quelled it quite quickly. Just a shame they spoiled what was a lovely moment. <laughs> a lovely moment. No, you didn't spoil a lovely moment. The guy's uh, exercising. You know, they don't have free speech there in the UK, so whatever, man. Eggs. <laughs> it's eggs. What are these eggs doing here? The near miss with eggs being thrown by a protester shows how vulnerable the king can be on such occasions. That's what goes to my mind when I see these things. I think I hit in the face with a pie or, or splattered with an egg. Anybody can jump out of a crowd with some kind of gun and then boom. You know what I mean? King Charles. Look at that Abe, man. <laughs> Japanese Abe. Uh, he's gone because somebody jumped out with a gun. Assassinated him. I was watching the five clips of the five the other day for some reason. I like Greg Gutfeld. I don't like the rest of that bunch too. But I was watching clips of the five, and I see how they're like they're like in the street for for their uh, you know the election thing or whatever. So they're all like 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 sitting there basically on the side of New York City road. Anybody could drive by and do anything they want. There's no glass barrier. There's no these guys under these lights. You can see how uncomfortable they are. Like, like, especially Greg Gutfeld. He looked like he was gonna be knocked off any minute waiting on that drive-by. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yep.
I wouldn't be there. I'd be like, nope. I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I don't know. Shoot me. I'll be inside. I'm not going to open myself up. You can't open yourself up. It's New York City, man. You have any idea what goes on now in the city? It's like Escape from New York, except you can come and go. <laughs> so it's kind of kind of like Escape from New York. You feel like that when you leave. When you leave New York, you you like you, you felt like you made it. <laughs> you know, you ever get that feeling? Anybody like from there, you know? <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you like get on past those rivers, whatever side you're on, you know, unless you're kind of going into Brooklyn, then then you really haven't made it yet. You know what I mean? You you have a, a, a minute to go, but anyway, anyway, vulnerable, vulnerable people throwing eggs at you. I think that your security should go through the crowds. Was that James Bond, man? Ding, 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 ding. I'll take an egg for you, King. King, I'll jump in the way of egg. I've got your bacon. Mmm, mmm. Jump in the way. All of a sudden, that's what Camille is looking at. Wondering who's going to cook breakfast? Is that breakfast? <laughs> is that is that how they eat it here in, in Yorkshire? I know the Yorkshire pudding is kind of kind of weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some eggs on the ground. So you often wonder about people, right? You know, I saw the story about Brittany Grinder. I know I, I've been kind of hardcore. I've I've only softened on the fact that I'm a freak. And uh, I do admire other freaks at times, unless they're too freaky. But I don't think, yeah, she, you know, in American terms, sure, she doesn't deserve nine years for, for hash oil when it's like legal most of these places now, you know what I mean? But she's in Russia, and she smuggled drugs into Russia, and she lied to the judge repeatedly. Again, she just lied and saying, you know, she didn't know it was in there. She packed it. She didn't know. You know, whatever. Judges hate it when you lie to them. So so do cops. So do a lot of people. Everybody basically should hate hates it when you lie to them. So now they just moved into a penal colony. So you know they used to call them uh, gulags, right? And they're still kind of gulagish, and they're they're not fun places. And it actually opens her up to uh, a lot of a lot of whatever. I mean, I know that she's a basketball player there. She she you know was going to play for the Russian team, so. They do hold her in a higher regard than others, but you know they don't. There's not a lot of black people in Russia, especially uh, you know locked up, and then they're very racist against that. And she's also you know lesbian, whatever, and they're against that. There's a lot of stuff these people are against. So you, you have like the male guards, and and then you know all kinds of of uh, what's it's in between. They don't even know where she is right now because they they put her in a vehicle and moved her. You know. They, they won't know until she gets there, until they report in, which could be weeks. So her lawyers have even no clue where she is. How, how hard is that for the family, you know? I mean, it's almost like a, a, a death sentence in a weird way, of, of, like a could-be death sentence, because it, it's not, she's not going to be treated like a queen. And I think that a lot of it was her ego and arrogance. You know, here, here in the United States, people tolerate an awful lot from people. You know, there's a lot of anger from the LGBTQ community for, for people in this country. <clears throat> if if you don't watch a gay movie, you're a homophobe or, you know, you're a hater or whatever. You're this, you're that. If you don't watch a movie of all women, then you're a misogynist and, you know, you're against women. You know what? All that's got to stop. It's got to stop. Don't attack people and what they like and what they don't like. You know, it has nothing to do with you and your, your self-image and what you expect. I don't know what people expect out of other people and how far they want you to participate in their self-imagery. I, I mean, how much, how much validation do you need to do? So fine, live your life. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear your personal business. I don't want to know what the hell you do behind your closed doors. It's none of my business. It's none of your business what I do, which is nothing. <laughs> but that's different. I got no life. You know what I mean? I, I do this. <laughs> but I just think that people become so petty and offended. Uh, but they're not, you know, they're offended by everybody else and what you do. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm so offended. Well, whatever. Be offended. Go to sleep offended. Wake up offended. Be offended. 
You know, that's less if that's the life you want to lead, then go. But all the special privileges, all the, the bending over backwards, all the stuff, you know what? It needs to stop because it's not healthy. It's not healthy as a people. Doesn't matter what country that just matters about the planet, you know. And it's starting to backfire, and you know, it's gonna backfire in an ugly direction, too. I don't know, it's just you know, whatever. Whatever. Rawr. 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 So I see J-Lo J and Ben Affleck are having some problems, eh? Eh? Remember I said when they got married, I gave them six months. How far are we, how far are we into this? <laughs> are we getting close? Are we getting close to that mark? And I don't take glee. I, I just, I like being right. But on top of that, uh, I know Hollywood relationships. I know how they work. I know what they do. I know how they go. And then this dude, in you know her big thing with the weddings and, and all the dresses and the big hoopla. This dude looks like he just wants to buy a pickup truck and live out in the desert. Right at this point, I don't think he's as Hollywood anymore. I think Ben Affleck has you know losing that whole Hollywood feel, uh, and and he's. You know, wants to go into greener pastures. She doesn't want that. She is still effective in show business at her age. I mean, you know, it's it's not getting any easier for her to shake her coochie on stage and do all the stuff that she does. So uh, she needs to when it's applicable. <laughs> but he's he's like the dude. You know, there was a picture they snapped of them a month ago, whatever, and you could just see the body language. I made mention of that on my Facebook and was attacked by all kinds of women. They were like, no, he, he loves her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Live your fantasy. Live your unicorn fantasy. He loves her. And it's not about love, is it? It's about uh, It's about compatibility. You know, when you get to a certain point in your life, when you're young, it's easy. Guys just want to kind of jump on anything that that's got a heartbeat, you know. Sometimes not, <laughs> and and women want to jump on guys who are mainly the alpha dogs, the one they can show off to the other girls in the group and stuff like that. There's a lot of that. They don't want the sensitive, loving, caring poet type of guy until way later, and that's only if he's successful. If he's got a big fat bank account, they want the guy who is all the glitz, who are uh, the football team dude and this and whatever, the popular one, right? Because that's how they feed off the popularity. And then it goes down to, to the, the, the sexual marketplace on compatibility on what you are versus what they are, that type of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so once you get at that out of the way, when you get all the way past 50, everything changes, man. You Your wants, your likes, and, and you realize male or female, you really want someone in your life for, for that longevity who is going to kind of, you know, fit into your cracks and you can fit into theirs, you know, and, and it's got to be that kind of compatibility. Enjoy things, have fun together. You got to have, you got to have uh, things that you like to do together and, and not, and also things that you like to do that you could be independent in that doing, but also bring it together. So that's what that's what the hard thing is. So I know a lot of people over 50 say, I can't find anybody, I can't find anybody, I can't find anybody. Because you know that's the thing. And then if you start, if you get picky, you're not gonna find anybody. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> I, I see people with the dating apps, I never use them. I used uh, one, I don't know, 20 years ago, <laughs> a Yahoo, Yahoo dating site, and I found three women. There you go. One was a scientist. So it was pretty cool. None of it worked out really, but you know, it it it, it doesn't really, you know, and also there's the chemistry. You know, you can look at a picture and think, I don't want to be with this person, you know, it's your initial impact. But yet if you meet them and talk to them and hang out with them for a minute, you might realize that's the person you definitely want to be with. So there's there's a thing about the internet that it's kind of messing things up. And then women, when they go on there, you know, it doesn't matter what they look like. I mean, it really, it really, really doesn't matter what they look like. They will get hundreds of men to say, you're hot. I like you. Look at that, baby. And then it, it pushes them to, like, <laughs> like, show more of their boobs or whatever, whatever they got. Be as creative as they can with a photograph. 
and then try to uh, entice these people for, for attention. But that's not the kind of guy you want. That's not the kind of attention. If you need that kind of attention, then, then hey, that's fine. But this is what social media has, has given people. And, and it's more of a, an affliction than, than kind of a, an affliction and addiction. It's, and it's, not, it's not like a fun, happy thing. <laughs> it's too many people fighting on there, man. Like Twitter. All this hoopla with Twitter and Elon Musk, and now he's saying that it might go bankrupt. Whatever, man. You're the billionaire. You bought it. It's your business. I don't care. I don't care. Open the file cabinet under I. I don't care. File it, man. Because it's not my business. He want, He's another billionaire that wants to tell you what to do and how to live and whatever. He told everybody to vote Republican and all that. Yeah, yeah, that worked out well. You know what I mean? He, you know, but I kind of like him and I kind of don't. I put him in the class of James Bond supervillain and uh, as someone to keep a watchful eye on, not someone you can trust. And I know how he treats people in his Tesla plants. I know how he treats people in the other businesses that he own, owns, uh, you know, those employees and all that and, and how they get treated. So, you know, it, it really, you might like the antics again, like a Trump, you know, the, that brash bullish type of talk the the bully type of thing you know but is it healthy is it good is it is it right you know to to be like that and be part of that so twitter you jump into twitter it's a bunch of people fighting with each other it's just constant it's like hell man everybody just fighting with each other there's no safe bastion oh no if you sit there and mind your own business all kinds of like porno girls like send your thing there are things that you join join me i want to be your friend you know whatever they're not even porno girls just some some bimbos <laughs> like like whatever i guess they're the only fan people i will tell you this i will not pay a dollar to see boobs or or or, or whatever not a dollar not like did you you hear me not a dollar you know i don't want any part of that not 99 cents either i don't want any part of it and if you want that sort of stuff it's on the internet for free all day and all night long as much as you can handle. So it's, it's you know, these these people, it's created monsters. You see, you know, these only fan girls, right? They're out there. They're out there shaking their boobs, showing their boobs, right? And then you see the ones that Courtney Kenny or whatever who, who killed her boyfriend, you know, stabbed him in the neck and he died. That one, there's a whole bunch like that. And these are monsters that are created by this, this popularity. It's not healthy. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's sort of out of control. You just need to stay away, far, far away from those types of people. You know? Anyway. Love flowed between Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck after many years of relationship and separation. But everything ended with a happy ending as they got married, right? Woohoo! So in recent days, there have been different versions that the relationship between Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck is fractured. Although both the businesswoman and actor kept silent about the state of their marriage. What are you going to do? It's too early for Ben Affleck to come out and say anything. In fact, he's not going to say anything at all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you, she, you know, there's certain women that you just don't cross. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like she's one of them. You know what I mean? They are, they are uh, uh, an enigma unto themselves, and and you have to know how to how to treat them, deal with them, communicate with them, and allow them to be the vessel that they are. Right there, they had a picture of like uh, this picture of Jennifer Aniston. They're floating around. You know, all these women go on this campaign of not to be objectified. Right? Don't objectify me. Stop looking at my boobs. In New York City, in the clubs, there's like a couple clubs have these no stare rules. You're not allowed to stare or look at people and that type of thing. The only thing they're going to create is a bunch of closet cases, man. But Jennifer Aniston, who I guess, I don't know who she's in competition with. She's an aging uh, actor, right? I, I never thought she was uh, any kind of actor. She's got famous parents. They got her into Hollywood. She didn't have to try at all. She even said that the whole time she was on Friends, she never acted. It was just her normal thing. So, yeah, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Now she's she's going down, hit the wall, whatever you want to call it. 
So she keeps a lot of them are doing this. They they're putting themselves out there naked, you know, or just like covering up, covering up their bits and showing the rest, you know, like uh, Britney Spears, you know, crazy old Britney Spears is out there doing that type of stuff. And uh, there, there's that Paulina Poca Poca Pocahontas Poca Baba. That's actually <laughs> that's your name. Yeah. The one who was married to Rick Ocasek. That's the easiest one to say. So you got these people like, look at me naked and I don't care. I'm over 50 and look at me. Look at me. I don't want to look at you. There's no stare rule. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look at you. I don't want to look at you. You're scary. So then Kim Kardashian, which has. You know, I don't know how tall she is. She just put out there, she's like 120 pounds or whatever. She's bodacious. We'll say that, bodacious. Uh, is she my type? I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I kind of, I'm not really. <laughs> but but I'm, I, I would teeter back and forth. Uh, I see the allure in the Kim Kardashian. Maybe not for the longevity of the situation, but I see the allure, right? But then look at the guys that she was with. You know what I mean? Like, like some people you just can't be with because you know their history. Their history scares uh, Kanye. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm a psychological wacko, man. I would have I would have made the guy jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know? Psychological warfare, baby. Anyway. But Pete Davidson, that guy, too. Even though I don't think he went there. But, uh, but he was around there. <clears throat> so, anyway. Kim Kardashian puts this this Chanel. They're they're kind of just you know round black discs with a Chanel logo, I guess, and it's a bikini top, you know, so it's got the strings. So it shows basically the boob, except for the nipple, you know, nipple and maybe a little area around it, and then I guess the same they got the same thong 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 going on. So so not long ago, Jennifer Aniston went bold face after Kim Kardashian in, in the press saying some people are famous for not being famous and they have no talent there. I mean, she basically called her a loser, you know, and Kim Kardashian is very, very successful. Let me tell you, for someone who's not, who's not talented or famous, you say she, she is, has become very successful off of what she's done. So, you know, talent, talent. It, it comes down to notoriety and, and ability Right, so yeah, she's not out there acting. She doesn't have to because people want to see her and and their show. You know, I've never watched it, but but I know about it. So whatever, it is what it is. You know what I mean? You can't sit there and point fingers and say because it just sounds like uh, jealousy, complete jealousy on Jennifer Aniston's part. Because uh, honestly, Jennifer Aniston doesn't look anything like that. She doesn't have of uh, the business sense. She doesn't have uh, the empire. If her, if her parents weren't famous, she wouldn't be in show business. You know, she, she'd be probably an associate at, at Target or something like something. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting anybody down either. I'm saying that the, in the real, the real world equivalent for Jennifer Aniston is not Hollywood and not, not riches and fame. That was luck, sheer luck for, for being born uh, to, to famous parents. Otherwise, you know, she'd be maybe a banker. She'd be a, a maybe maybe a lawyer. I don't know. I don't think she's not smart enough. Uh, um, uh, anyway, so Jennifer Aniston goes out and puts herself out there. put puts on the same thing Kim Kardashian was wearing, and and you know she she doesn't she looks completely different than Kim Kardashian. We'll say she, the opposite. You know what I mean? And she puts herself out there like, and it was a very it was a highly produced photo. As a photographer, I will tell you that they went to effort, a lot of effort with lighting and, and uh, they had a wind machine kind of blowing her hair and moving things over to get the best possible shot. They probably rolled through hundreds of shots to get the best possible shot. And that's the one they put out there. I'm looking at her and she looks like she's standing there. You, ever, you know what panini are? A little bit of those panini sandwiches. It looked like floppy egg panini. Two, <laughs> two of them on <laughs> plate. Uh, you know what? But don't do it. You know, don't do it, man. Why do that? Because you want, yeah, she'll get attention. She'll get all kinds of, of weird head nods back and forth and up and down and all kinds of guys. You're hot. You're, you're hot, Jennifer. Meh. I like your floppy egg paninis. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. 
Uh, what, is it, what is it all about, though? Be what you are. Be happy in your skin. God made you how he made you, you know? And you have to just uh, be happy with that. And don't compare yourself to other people. And I think that a lot of them, a lot of them do. To me, it's, it's a desperate cry for attention. That's all, that's all that I see. Aside from floppy egg paninis. And I love a floppy egg panini. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? In recent days, they're fractured. Jennifer Lopez uploaded a video over social networks to her social networks. To sell. It's hard to date a woman with social networks, you know? It's hard to date someone who's on Facebook. It gets, gets complicated, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> You really want a Facebook girl? <laughs> yeah, that's part of that group. Look at me. Look at me. I had to get rid of one of my friends from high school. She wasn't even really, really a friend. She she was part of the town. It was a small town on Long Island. So we all basically knew each other, right? And she, but she was in a different group. She was one of those girls who dated all the athletes or whatever. I was in a different group. I was like the metalhead type of, type of dude. We had the long hair and, and the leather. And we were the first ones to drive. And we were the first ones to drive out of that town and get to the beach. So we were the first ones to hang out with these other girls. But she, she, take driving them to the beach. But she was, uh, you know, she's like just kind of happy, bubble head, go lucky, like, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. She married another dude. You know, he became a garbage man. This woman, like, does, does nails and that. Regular old people, you know. But on Facebook, she had, she's one of these people, like, just has to post, post like pictures of herself, self, self, you know, like selfies. I'm saying like 30, 40, 50 times a day. And when every time you open up Facebook, if you see that same person every time, because it's in the stories, it's there. And it's like, look at me. I'm about to go to the store. <laughs> look at me. I'm, I'm about to use the bathroom. Look at me. And it's like, I don't want to look at you. <laughs> Nobody wants to look at you. I have control, self-control. And and they they've judged it as psychosis that that these people are who are narcissistic get into these patterns. I had I had to let her go. I couldn't even, you know, you can't even block somebody from like seeing their stuff and still be friends with them. And that's how those stupid stories get floated up all the time. They just find ways, they find ways to get you like a mosquito. You know what I mean with these selfies? Like, you know, I, I, I'm done with ads. I don't want to see any more ads. I don't want to see any more people's face. I don't even want to see my face. You know? I'm lucky I got a mirror, a couple mirrors in my house. You know what I mean? I don't even want to see somebody else's face all day long. My God. So that's my gripe about, about that. Anyway, let's see. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Let's see. She uploaded 20th, 20th anniversary release of her album, This Is Me. <laughs> oh, boy. Here you go. This is me, Ben Affleck. They drifted apart and had other partners until they met again. Ben Affleck should write a book of all the Hollywood women that he bedded down and all the intimate details. That would be the number one seller for the next 20 years, man. You know that? He's been with everybody. I think that he's been with everybody and everybody again. I think that'd be interesting. Uh, I don't read stuff like that, but that I might get into. I would do like the audio book if it was read by James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was with J-Lo and we got married. It was a terrible affair. I ended up hanging out with her mama while she got pictures taken of her. <laughs> so I, I want to hear that. <laughs> well, the Darth Vader voice I had a couple Mormons come to the door the other day. and. Uh, I love that. You know, I kind of wait for that. And I live in a different place now. They used to run past my house in the old place. They they knew not to come. <laughs> this place. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Thank God you're here. Are you from the CDC? And they're like, no. <laughs> oh, never mind. What can I do for you? Have you heard of Jesus Christ? No, no. I've never heard of Jesus Christ in my entire life. I'm 56 years old. And I've never heard of Jesus Christ. I have never heard of those that. Never. Tell me about Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That they, Joseph Smith, whatever. You know what? And I was like, but now I want to tell you about the power of the dark side. <laughs> These guys are looking at each other. <laughs> the conversation went on like that for a minute until they ran out of there. Oh, sorry, we got to go. All right. If you see the CDC, tell them I'm waiting for them. I'm waiting. 
for you. So it's, let's see. Uh, Jay Lowe said, it's crazy. It's crazy to see myself talking about showing my kids this album 20 years from then. We're all here, J-Lo wrote. So much has changed. I have changed. But some things have stayed the same. Like, bad place, shitty attitude towards my career. Life is poetically beautiful and sometimes a broken goddamn road. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, like the Facebook women that I'm talking about, the ones who are married, are then when they go on, they put all these cryptic messages out there that their life is shit, you know, that they're struggling through relationship problems or whatever. They're not putting it out there to give you wisdom. You know what I mean? They're putting it out there because it's what they're feeling. It's their emotions overflowing onto social media. You know what I mean? I saw, I saw someone today. I had to go do... To get tested for COVID today, even though I don't have it, <laughs> but I had to go get tested anyway. And uh, and this the first woman starts talking to me. Oh my god, I don't know whether she doesn't talk to people. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, uh, this, this show called What We Do in the Shadows, it's a vampire, you know, comedy vampire show. Very funny show. I, I, I recommend it to anybody. It's uh, it's not politically correct at all either, so very funny show. Anyway, there's this vampire who's a uh, uh, energy vampire. He sucks up people's emotions and all that. And that's what happened to me. I think she was an energy vampire because she's like... <laughs> After a minute, I couldn't even understand words anymore. They all kind of just kind of blob together like solidified uh, pasta, you know? <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Freaking cousin it with a mask on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Was, at that point, I wanted to go at that point and just get. And she wasn't even the one to to do the testing. Like, hand me the swap. It was some. I had to pull up to a different window. I pull up to a window. You know what? When I pull up to a window, I either expect to get chicken nuggets or 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 coffee. What one of those, or maybe both? It was a very difficult experience getting get, putting a swab up my nose. I know I was a contact tracer, I was a case investigator, so I've talked to thousands of people that had to do this. And there's the very first time I've ever got tested for COVID. That's kind of funny. But uh, tested professionally, not like a home test or anything. Anyway, but uh, the rumors of a possible split between Jennifer and Ben also arose from a series of very sensual photos of JLo. Mm -hmm. But they don't put the emphasis on that. Oh my God. Oh, my God. Finish the sentence. I want to hear about that. You know, not long. Not for long. No one's going to want to look at that anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. When she She's one of the few. You know that? When they say, look at her. She's over 50. She's amazing. She's one of the few. Same for men. If you're one of the few, then, then bask in that glory, man. Bask in it, I guess. You want to show your, your private's? Nobody wants to see that. If you want to see that, you're maladjusted, you know. Not to say, like, you know, porno and nudity or nude art or anything like that. I'm saying the woman's over 50 taking off her clothes and, and is out there kind of – it's sad, I think. You know, it's it's a situation where it's just uh, – I don't know. It's pathetic, sad. There's no help, is there? <laughs> is there? For anything, is there help? I'll, I'll have all kinds of psychology freaks hit me up later on. An email, yes, yes, you need help. There's help. You gotta help yourself, and you gotta find things. Whatever your problem is, you gotta find something bigger to fight that problem. And that's really what it is. So I don't know if we have the time, but I want to talk about the eleven tactics people use to hide their affair. Ooh, I saw this and I was like, ooh. So it's either you looking at someone if they're having an affair or you looking to have an affair and, and this is like a kind of a, war, a workbook for you, you know. But uh, let's see. Unfaithful partners take steps to hide their affair. Really? All right. Here, let's just jump down the important part. Number one, be discreet. The most commonly endorsed approach to keeping an affair quiet is to be intentional about communications and meetings to limit discovery. I'll tell you, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's just not. 
<laughs> it's not. And if you're in a, a relationship and you have, you're with other people, maybe even two or three of them, it gets really busy, especially if you have a job. You know what I mean? You get it gets really busy. <laughs> it's like just would know, you know, maybe you know, COVID is something, you got a free time. Maybe that. But then you don't want to be around people anyway. So remove digital evidence. You know, this is the day of the digital footprint, man. Uh <laughs> you're not you're not gonna get away from that digital forensic, man. It's it's out there. In today's technological world, incriminating text messages or photos could be easily read on the phone. That's how most people get busted. Like they, the wife or the dude picks up the phone and uh, and then boom. How about number three? Behave the same as usual. Be cool, fool. Walk in the house. Where have you been? Nowhere. Nowhere, baby. I was in Walmart looking at the shiny stuff. You know, a little higher right now. <laughs> uh, having fun. Rode a bicycle around the store for 15, 20 minutes for exercise. I'm doing all right. So unusual behavior can tip off a, a primary partner. So faithful partners will pay attention and bring their typical self to their interactions. See, this doesn't really sound like a thing to look out for. It sounds like more of an instructional manual. That's why I'm reading it to you because I think it's interesting. Number four, maintain the same routine. You know, there are some people out there that will only date you if they think that you're married in a relationship or whatever, male or female, because it's easier for them. There's no commitment, really. It's kind of a side gig. Some guys go out there who aren't married and put a ring on and they claim that they're married and they get girls that way. And the girls find out they're not married. They get pissed off and they break up with the guy. How weird, weird people are. Number five, use friends as excuses and support. You see, but you can't. Because your friends will turn on you. They will turn on you. They will, because your friends are trying to get laid too. You know, you know, he's got this girl he talks to, hangs out with down at the park. Ho, ho, ho. All right, you. A person's friends might have new responsibilities. It's also asking a lot of your friend to cover for you. This dude, I was barely friends, would ask me to cover when he's cheating on his wife. I told him no. I said, I'm not going to lie for myself. I ain't going to lie for you. You all pissed off. <laughs> we weren't friends anymore after that. But I, I don't need to be friends with people like that. So for me, it's easy. There's certain things that you can kind of just trigger inside of me where it shuts the door. And then I'm in a whole different world. Lock all technology. Concrete evidence says a partner's affair would not be hard to come by with a good encryption <laughs> yeah man you gotta encrypt anyway you know what you should have complicated passwords you should have different passwords for different things and you should never link those passwords to anything else and that's the way that's where you gotta look out for hackers let alone your your nosy wife you know what I mean? or nosy husband limit contact with the extra uh extra partner uh Instead of seeing an extra partner frequently, individuals who want to maintain their primary relationship, even as they wish to continue their affair, will intentionally limit how often they meet up. You know, absence makes the heart uh, fun. You know what I mean? Cheaper overall. Hotels or whatever, wherever you decide to do it. Or your car. Yeah. Yeah, people like in the, in the bathroom at a rest stop. People are gross. People are like raccoons. <laughs> They're like cats and dogs. They're disgusting. You know, go at least a three star. Come on, man. If it's worth it to to cheat, it's worth the three stars. And I'm playing it cheap with three. You know, look out for those bed bugs. Appear innocent to cover. Which uh, I'm for To cover an affair, some people will make sure they never introduce any questions about their partner's unfaithfulness to limit return questions. You know, when you live with a narcissist, you learn how to communicate in a way where you limit any kind of response. <laughs> you know, because whatever you say, you're going to get it back in your face. Whatever you're looking at, it's going to come back negative toward towards you. Or if you're watching a movie together and there's a situation that even remotely reminds your partner. Uh, your narcissistic partner about some weird stuff that will come back to you. Oh, my God. It's like all the time. Appear innocent. Appear innocent. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It was him. <laughs> Increase attention to your primary partner. So, you know, that's the point of cheating. <clears throat> Gotta do that. 
the hell's the point? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gotta start taking Viagra, eating oysters, man, and get that vitamin A and E going in your system, you know? You gotta give extra attention to your primary partner. One presumed way to distract the primary partner so they don't become suspicious is to shower with them uh, and then show an interest with love and attention. <laughs> There's a reason why people cheat, though. You know that? How about uh, new email or phone? Another technological approach to managing an affair is to open new accounts that the primary partner doesn't know about. But if they find those accounts, if they find that extra phone, you're busted, man. Busted. Right? Who's this? What's this phone I found in your pocket while I was putting stuff in the wash? My my, my partner's English. I was <laughs> I don't know what it is. God, I don't know how I got it. I don't know. You know when uh you know when, when uh, <laughs> you ever seen a lot of guys when they're being questioned by their women and then they're they're totally busted hundred percent and then the guys just don't have a response and they're like, uh let me think. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Why do you have to think? Why don't you tell me what it is? Who is it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're gay, eh? I can fix that. Come on to the come on to the bedroom. The boudoir. Fix your gay. Number 11. Introduce a primary partner to extra partner Ooh, introduce a primary partner get them together man you know <laughs> one rather dramatic way unfaithful people might throw the primary partner off the scent is to involve them so as a friend colleague or associate this is my associate <laughs> dominatrix uh, larue you know what i mean she got a leather thing going on by actively defending your relationship uh, on faithful partners. You can't do that. Women will go through your Facebook and see just one response for another woman. Who's she? And they'll contact them too. Do you know this man? So whatever, man. I know, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. I'll see you guys next week on this here show. Watch out for the red wave. Oh, ah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the red wave is in your toilet. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Bye.